0: And now, welcome to the Just the West podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and I am here with my co-host. T up, T up. What's good? What's up, uh, what's up, J-Dem? It, it was a uh, weekend back home in the Bay. I'm glad to see uh, you and everyone else. Yeah, yeah, it was good seeing you, Mister Dak and I. Your Aussie, Aussie cousin Justin, uh, and yeah, it's uh, it's always a pleasure, man. Uh, we did yeah, a good time. we did a pod on Friday nights, and then we transitioned from the the Friday night uh, pod to some Friday nights um, drinks and clubbing and it's all sorts of fun, right? Tea up? Oh yeah, oh, it was good. It was good.
1: I, I was glad to get a cup of tea up on the on the um, on the pod. By the way, his uh his score prediction was holding up all the way up to the to the end
0: of the third quarter. Yeah, about that. We'll we'll talk about that game more so in particular. So your dad predicted what it was like fourteen, seventeen Niners. Yeah. Yep. So it was Tampa Bay twenty seven, niners nine. I predicted something higher, so did you. I think the over under for that game was fifty-four. So it's a big under. We'll talk more about that. Uh, We'll talk. Actually, you know what? Let's just go ahead and address the elephant in the room, guys. So right now it is Tuesday night, and let's go into it in Ninerland. Ruben Foster is a Redskin, and tee up. Why is Ruben Foster first round pick the first? Draft from the John Lynch era. Why is Ruben Foster, linebacker? uh, Why is he a Redskin now?
1: Yeah, well, um, as many of you already heard, uh, Ruben Foster was arrested on Saturday evening, the the day before the game, in Washington, or I'm sorry, in Tampa, um, at the hotel with an apparent um, uh, domestic violence DV. Uh, situation that occurred in the team hotel um, yeah John Lynch uh, he said it was not on the team floor he, he noted that it was at um, a room away from the team floor and yeah police got called it was uh, the accuser claimed Reuben Foster um, hit her with, a, with an open hand and pushed her in the chest and yeah he got taken to jail um, we found out on that Saturday night, actually, you're, you're the one that showed it to me, and I was all like, what the heck? But yeah, no, it actually happened. And lo and behold, the accuser was the same woman who recanted her statement earlier this year. Crazy stuff.
0: That's right. And actually, you're being quite polite about the situation. So. We hung out Friday nights, and we had another uh, social event on Saturday nights, and we were at we had a bar in Uptown Oakland. Saw the news that uh, Ruben Foster was in Florida arrested. I'm like, why is he doing it in Florida? Oh wait, Tampa Bay's in Florida, and you uh, were a little bit more calm, calmer than me. Uh, I still am pretty. ...fucking pissed than Reuben Foster just because yeah not it didn't happen just once but twice and not only did it happen twice but it happened twice with the same woman why is she in the hotel why why is she in, in Florida I I don't you know what, it doesn't even matter because even for Carl Shanahan even for, for John Lynch they said you know what uh, once they got the call from from the police they didn't really even look into the details of the incident they said you know what his judgment as a whole uh is obviously flawed um i think that there was somewhat of of a promise moving forward that Ruben foster would make better judgments i think that uh the team as a whole uh tried really really hard and you saw this on kyle shannon's press conference um later on after the game to address the whole Ruben foster situation that you know the team made a collective effort to uh, uh, clean up Reuben Foster and put him on the right track. Uh I mean for for, um, for the for the record Richard Sherman, a very highly respected veteran, uh put his locker room right next to Reuben Foster's and it didn't work out. It didn't work out and yeah, he's no longer with the Niners and uh to my to my surprise actually, um he actually got picked up right away. Uh Claimed off of waivers today by the Washington Redskins, so this yeah. one, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Tom.
1: Yeah, no, I mean that's 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 terrible, and I I, I was gonna say I feel so sorry for Ruben Foster, but I kind of don't because he kind of put himself in that same situation whether he's guilty or not. Um, I guess there was another story that came up that there was another um. You know, uh, I guess a domestic violence report back in October, back in Santa Clara, police were called to Reuben Foster's house. I guess with a the accuser said that she uh, she hit or he hit her, Um, and the accuser is also the same woman. But when the police investigated it, they didn't see any visible markings on the woman. So, um, and that one wasn't reported because. Basically, the police concluded that nothing nothing occurred that night, and the DA, the prosecuting prosecuting attorney, is gonna consider that in their case. But yeah, I mean, there's no room for domestic violence anywhere in this world. Whether you're pro you're a pro athlete or if you're a custodian somewhere else, not saying there's anything wrong with that, but um, that's just terrible. And just to kind of go off and him getting signed right away, like. You know, didn't Roger Goodell just like kind of put it down with the whole Ray Rice situation, saying that there's no room for that in the NFL? And then years later, you know, a repeat offender gets signed by um, by a team.
0: It makes you know, wonder there, whether it's the the players' union or the, the NFL Association as a whole. I mean, for something of this nature, I mean, for him to get picked up right away, it's kind of it's kind of eerie, right?
1: Oh yeah, for sure, especially with uh, you know, all this legal situation looming over his head, you know, wouldn't I would assume that the team would kinda do their due diligence before they they would sign someone
0: like him, right? Yeah, uh, so from what I heard right now, Twitter or whatever, uh they they put him on like the commissioners like player exemption and so technically, you know, the Redskins do have the rights to him since they did pick him up off of waivers, but uh he's not He's not going to be playing, uh, at least from, from what I understand. They're going to look into the case. They're going to do uh, their due diligence, due process, and and take it from there. But keep in mind, guys, that uh, Reuben Foster was suspended two games earlier this year. He just dodged a bullets earlier uh, with domestic violence issues. And he was overseeing some other stuff, whether it was marijuana, uh, possession of an assault rifle in Alabama, amongst other things. So, I mean, I don't know, man. Um, I know that I've given, I've given John Lynch a pass on this earlier in the year because, you know what, uh, the way that it was presented, the victim, the domestic violent victim... Were her statement and said that she, she had made it all up. And now here we are again. And it's looking really... It's looking really troubling to start out the John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan era just because they... Uh, they invested so heavily in Reuben Foster. They took a risk. And that 2017 draft class as a whole... Reuben Foster aside, you have Solomon Thomas, you have Akella Witherspoon, Joe Williams... Um, who's no longer on the team. Adrian Colbert, who's on IR now. He had a sophomore slump. Um, the only player on that draft class right now that's looking pretty good is Titan George Kittle. So, I mean, they're in year two of the rebuild. That was an important class for them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was important. And, um, it, you know,
1: it just uh, thing you were just kind of talking about it earlier it kind of puts them in the hot seat too. I'm referring to uh, Lynch and uh, Shanahan. That's, uh, I mean, they own up to it and they they held themselves accountable. But at the same time, that uh, yeah, I mean, that's not a that's not a good way to start a rebuild. If you
0: know what I'm saying. I mean, it's just interesting too because I mean, I knew both of them are technically rookies in their own respective positions. You know, Shanahan being a head coach, he's been a, a coordinator, he's been an assistant for years of plenty. And then Lynch, obviously, he's he's a a tenured NFL player and all, an all pro as a safety, but first time as a general manager. And so I had a feeling that they'd go through their share of growing pains, but uh, when it comes to this sort of issue, the legality of it, um, it's really rough just because some of the misses that they did have uh, were character flaws, actually. Joe Williams, the running back out of Utah, fourth-round pick, He quit on his team. There were some character issues with him. Carl Shanahan kind of reached and vouched for him. And so Lynch traded up to get his guy. And then obviously you have Ruben Foster. Um, Just a couple things that don't sit well when you look at the whole pre-draft process for the San Francisco 49ers, right? I guess uh, it'll be interesting to see how how
1: the... You know the chain of the chain of command changes or shifts at all um, for next year's draft because I think it was pretty clear in their contract that John Lynch would be in charge of the ninety ninety man roster and um, Shanahan would be in charge of the fifty three. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe there's a change. Maybe there's not. But um, yeah, yeah, that was a sucky way to start the rebuild. And
0: let's just say, all right. Completely Ruben Foster aside, if I going into this when when they signed on and you know, you put Shanahan and Lynch to do the rebuild, from what I understood, uh the first two years were gonna be pretty rough anyways, you know. I mean first year they didn't draft a quarterback, they just wanted to get their culture in place. Second year, you know, they, they got their quarterback and uh they wanted to play the younger players to to develop and grow. Uh, year three and year four is kind of where you were hoping to get the progress and so year three is right around the corner and it seems like you know especially with jimmy garoppolo getting hurt uh, he loses that playing time experience to have a full season under his belt as a starter and it seems like some of these um you know these second year players from the 2017 draft class solomon thomas reuben fox you know whatnot uh they haven't panned out as planned as well um do you, do you feel that uh, year three is a make-and-break year for them, or do you, do you think that uh, Jed Yorks can give them a little bit more more time to, to see this through, you know?
1: I think, you know, definitely the caller is going to be tightened in the third year. Um, and the, the leash is going to have a little bit less flat. And, you know, they're going to hear from the fan base for sure. And, you know, even with Jimmy Garoppolo, they signed him with a monster contract. They maxed him out and then he ended up getting hurt, even though that was unforeseeable. Um, you know, we have yet to see the full potential of Jimmy Garoppolo. So, yeah, I mean, they're definitely, you know, there's going to be a lot of pressure on, on Lynch and Shanahan moving forward, especially going into the next season. I was, um, yeah. This may, yeah, I mean, this may be one of the worst seasons in, in the last 10 years for the 49ers.
0: I was a little bit empathetic at, at first but you, know, you you make a really good point I mean um, there comes a point uh, where you have to be and you know obviously this is collectively too Reuben Foster they got their asses handed to the Bucks. I mean that, that's why everyone is like, it's, it's at a pretty low point in Niner land um, so everyone is super critical right now but I think there is some merit to it I think that you know when you hear good news about Jimmy Garoppolo uh, these off crutches right now I think that they're going to go into an off season with some optimism to pick up some, some free agents and spend some money. Um, But right now it's, it's it's pretty low as a franchise. And so just, uh, I I recognize the sentiment that's going on right now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, last thing that I want to point out is last season, they played a pretty conservative with their, with their cap space, you know, and which I'm, I don't think, Many United fans were opposed to that because we saw the, kind of like the long-term um, outlook. But now, definitely coming on the offseason, you know, there are some glaring holes that were very exposed during the season. So I hope that, you know, Lynch and uh, Shanahan reach out and, and fill in those gaps and use the money that they have.
0: Agreed. So let's go ahead and transition to what we have on the board for the NMC West. Rams had a bye so they're sitting pretty at 10-1 first place um, they're probably going to win the division Uh, they would have won the division this past week if the Seahawks had lost but the Seahawks won a really tough road game against the Panthers so the Seahawks are right now second place at six and five and actually uh, really competitive to get the wild card spot in the NFC Cardinals are 2-9 still because they still have two wins against the Niners. Got their asses handed by the Chargers, but they still have two more wins than the Niners because the Niners are 2-9, nine, but they haven't beaten the Cardinals. Um, and so the Niners are last place. Uh, let's go ahead and divulge a little bit more about that Bucks niners game as we were referring to earlier in, in the pod. T.F., let me ask you this. Yeah, yeah, or go, go ahead. Yeah. What were you going to say? No, go ahead.
1: Go ahead. Ask,
0: ask your question. Okay, so Reuben Foster arrest happens like a couple hours actually before kickoff because, you know, it happened Saturday nights. Kyle Shanahan and a lot of other players actually even admitted, like, they didn't know what the hell was going on until they got the call. They got text messages. They got Twitter just like you and me, actually. And so they had to get ready for game day, and I, I would – Say that it might have been kind of awkward in the locker room. Um, you know, they came off a bye with you. I was thinking that they... I was thinking that they won the game outright. They'd be ready for this. But uh, they came out flat. Nick Mullins had his worst game of his three year, no, Well, three starts. But he had like a quarterback rating of 32.6. He had two interceptions, one into double coverage. Even Kyle Shanahan alluded that he was not happy with the performance by Nick Mullins. And, you know, outside of that, um, just really flat-out play by, by the defense. I mean, TF. let me ask you this. I mean, did the Ruben Foster thing kind of snowball into this loss? Um,
1: I can't really say for sure. If I was to, you know, with my own instincts, I'm going to have to say no on that. I mean... In the end of the day, they're all grown-ass men. and It's your job to play football. It's not your job to worry about what's happening to a guy that wasn't even slated to play. But yeah, I mean, obviously it's going to affect the locker room in some way, but it's, I, I think, no, the answer is no. I don't think it has affected their performance. There was, yeah. Okay. It was just, it's it was really tough to, to watch. Like you said, they came out flat. I think Mullins had a terrible game. Um, the defense, you know, it kind of they did hold up for a little bit. Tackling was a lot better on their end. You're actually wrapping up, um, wrapping up, um, the runner or receiver making some open field tackles. Uh, Kayla Witherspoon had a few open field tackles that I had a pretty
0: good game, actually. Uh, Yeah, no, he did, he did,
1: yeah. And uh, Richard Sherman, he did get burned a few times by uh, Mike Evans, Mike Evans, is there? That was definitely saw that um, a lot of injuries a lot of injuries too Jimmy Ward broke his arm in the first first uh, quarter of the game he didn't even make it past the first quarter he broke the same arm that he injured in the past
0: again yep
1: that's just a, that's that's just a tragic story for him I think that might be the end of uh, his career with the Niners with an expiring contract and everything um, DJ Reed got hurt too he was the backup of safety so you know um, and on accident, he had to fill in to the, fill in that gap. Let's see, Fred Warner, he had a decent game. I, I appreciated some of his tackles, and I think he had. Did he, did he have a sack? No, he he he, uh, he, had to, he made a
0: couple of good plays. His coverage crazy was like eighty-six point eight. You know, he, he had a pretty good game. He had a pretty good game. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I guess you know what I'm trying to say is you know everyone who you would expect to have a good game um, or exceptional game did. You know, the bright spot was uh Akil boot. He didn't give up too many, uh many long passes. But as a whole, just they didn't play well. Um, you know, they had opportunities to to score and take advantage of uh, you know stop stop the Bucks on third down, but they weren't able to do so. Yeah, not not really much to talk about this game. Unfortunately, it was just a it was just an overall bad. Yeah, I contemplated turning it off, like, in the middle of the third quarter, but <laughs> oh, I kind of I just muscled my way through it, but, yeah,
0: that's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, just it's a bad game. Yeah, I, I'd say that if I were to give game balls away to the Niners and there's not that many to give away, give it to Matt Breida, which is, now he's coming off two back-to-back 100-yard rushing games, it's nice to see him healthy and, and do his thing early. First carry he got it was was a thirty yard run to the outside, so that's awesome. And then uh, the rookie Dante Pettis out of Washington. Uh, there was a lot of criticism about him because he only had he only had seven catches going into the year. He was dealing with injuries and some other stuff, but uh, he ended up nicely with uh, four catches, seventy seven yards, and a touchdown. A really nice touchdown on that where he, he burned the receiver. Uh, not the receiver, the cornerback with his footwork. Good to see him uh, All right. out and about. Yeah. That was good, um, but uh, yeah. Despite that, I think it's it's really bothersome because I mean the the Bucks they're they're a pretty shitty team, man. They turned the ball over the most in the NFL, and the Niners couldn't get any takeaways. And uh, conversely, their defense is horrible. They hardly tur- get any takeaways uh, on on opponents as well. And the Niners turned the ball over twice two interceptions and so that's all she wrote is just um it's just a really shitty game Yep. Yeah. so
1: i wish to put that one behind
0: us yes sir
1: but then we got another tough, we got another tough match
0: of next week let's go ahead and transition to that so niners lost got their asses handed this game uh conversely so the seahawks came off oh man so the niners are going to play at seattle next week um at Seattle, Seattle's favored by 10 over under 46. But they are looking really hot right now. They're a hot team in the NFC. And I don't think if playoffs were to end right now and they were to play in the wild card spots, I don't think any team would really want to play them because they are looking dangerous. They had a really nice, nice 30-27 to win at Carolina where despite the defense giving up I think they gave up 460 yards of total offense to the Panthers. Christian McCaffrey had 200 all-purpose yards, two touchdowns. Cam Newton played well, um, but it didn't matter. Uh, the Seahawks found ways to to win. They had some key takeaways. Uh, notably, Bradley McDougal had an interception in, in the end zone. Uh, David David Moore had some really nice catches down the field. Tyler Laquette did his thing to get them in field goal range for the game-winning field goal. I mean, um, shit, I mean, Seahawks, as much as I I hate to give them the credit, but they're looking pretty tough right now.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I did watch that game, and that was, that was a great game. You know, it it was kind of like, you weren't really sure who was really gonna win until, like, the end of the, like, the end of the fourth quarter, you know, with that last drive, and, Chris Christian McCaffrey, damn, he just beasted on on uh on that day. But I mean Russell Wilson, he dropped that dime to more. That was that was a match throw. Yeah. It's always around this time, you know, like uh Seattle they they get they get a little frisky. The Definitely, interesting uh, you know, it, it's not it's not a it's not a giveaway
0: game. You said last podcast too, you're like, There's no way I can imagine The Panthers losing three in a row, let alone at home. Um, But it was interesting because Russell Wilson and that offense was playing very well all game. Oops. Okay. Anyways, they were playing very well all game. And then uh, they got it down the field. It was fourth and two. And then uh, they decided to go for the field goal. And they missed it. And that's why Seattle came back, went back on the field got into field goal range, and got the win. But um, I was really surprised that they actually went for the field goal. I would have felt good to put it on Camden's hands, or kick Christian McCaffrey. Their offense was playing so well that game, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, just, um,
1: yeah, and also, you know, I said that Seattle, I was wrong on my prediction. Um, that was a well-played game by Seattle. That was tough, though. You know, as we all know, West Coast... Uh, starting that that morning East Coast game. That's a that, that's a tough matchup, but right? uh, yeah, I'm, there's something about Carolina, man. Like also around this time, it's like you, you really don't know the type of Carolina that you're going to get. And you know, the past few years, it's like they look so strong during points of the season, and then
0: they started the season, season six and two. Now they're six and yeah. five. They're not a six and five team by any means. At least when I've seen them play, but they've dropped three in a row. That's, it's crazy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah.
1: And if you look at, you know, if you look back at Carolina's games where they lost, it, if my memory serves me, right, it's it's mainly the, the ball is in Cam Newton's hands in those drives. And they don't, the offense doesn't execute.
0: Yeah, the Lions game, that's, that's how they lost. They had it for the two-point conversion or whatever. They didn't, they didn't get it, and then, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Kudos
1: to Seattle. They're they you know they're, they're a frisky team around the fall
0: time. I would say this would be the game of the year for for them. The, their best win of the season on the road. Very tough. Uh, P- the Panthers needed to win this game, and Seattle uh, their defense. They had a couple takeaways, but they didn't play their best defense. K.J. Wright hasn't been good, and so they allowed a ton of yards to Christian McCaffrey. I'm sure they would have loved to have Wright healthy for that game, but they found a way to win. They found a way to win, and their offensive line is playing a lot better. Their running game is a lot better. Pete Carroll, despite all this roster turnover, whether it's been Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman, I mean, you, you know, like the usual gang is gone. But in comparison to like the Niners, they've been whether it's been Trey Flowers or Shaquille Griffin, Bradley McDougal. I mean, they've been finding ways to make plays, and so I'll give them a lot of credit for that. Um, It is good stuff by Seattle.
1: Yeah, for sure, good stuff.
0: So, having said that, your Niners are playing a red hot Seahawks team at Seattle. Seattle's favored by ten points. Over under forty six. What say you? Um, oh, man.
1: I'll just say the stat the Niners haven't beat Seattle in Santa Clara slash Oakland or Seattle since twenty thirteen.
0: Nick Mullins will get the start. It's been announced that Nick Mullins will start this game too. Yeah.
1: Um I think it's gonna be a tough fought game, I think. Century Field is always a tough place to play, no matter what. It's rainy, good, you know, they got the 12th man. Always playing, uh, Seattle plays downhill at home. I'm going to go, I'm obviously, I'm going to take Seattle. 10 seems, I mean, that's the last game. I think 10 seems pretty reasonable. Let's <laughs> just <more than laughs> <a touchdown. Yeah. laughs> <laughs> be real. Um, I'm going to go, let's say,
0: Seattle. Seattle 28, 9 or 17. Okay. All right. Um, shit. Give me. Eh. It really depends on. Is Marquise Goodwin coming back? Is Pierre Grosson coming back? Do we know about that? No, we, we don't know.
1: No, I haven't heard any updates.
0: Okay, Nick Mullins is coming off his worst game of the season. Yeah, it's kind of shitty in Niner land. Uh, all right, so give me Seattle. Uh, give me Seattle thirty one. Giving the Niners um uh, uh giving the Niners twenty. I think they'll play better. I don't know. I don't feel too. Yeah, confident. I not feel too confident about that. But that's <laughs> gut check. I mean, I, 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 you know. I mean, it's dude. The Niners can't score. They,
1: did they even put it in the end zone? In Tampa Bay, I don't think
0: they did. Uh, they were in the end zone, so they were gonna go for their second touchdown. Oh, yeah. Missed, Remember, yeah, Jeff Wilson. I thought he had a touchdown. They didn't have that, and then they did yeah. did a quarterback sneak. I thought they had that. Didn't get that. So, yeah, they didn't get it. Um,
1: yeah, it's, I
0: mean, it's honestly, it's, it's going to be tough for them to put up points. this Yeah, but whatever. Next. <laughs> All right, so next game, let's go on uh, kind of on a lighter note. Rams were on a bye. We talked about their previous Monday Night Football game against the Chiefs. Awesome game. So they're well-rested. Todd Gurley's well-rested. Uh, from what I heard, to Talib, who's been on IR the majority of the season from an ankle injury. Well, guess what? He's back, thank God, because Marcus Peters was getting his ass handed uh, all season, even though he had the game-winning interception last time against the Chiefs, his former team. But it'll be nice to have Tlaib back. Peters can take the number two role, so not all the pressure's on him. Uh, And they play at Detroit. And, uh, you know, Detroit right now, they're not doing so hot as well. They beat the Panthers, but uh, Marvin Jones is now on IR they tra- traded Golden Tate. Uh, I don't know about on Johnson. Is he supposed to play this game? I don't know, but he was injured um, last week. MCO injury. I
1: need him back my fantasy. Is he back? I don't know, but I need him back.
0: Okay. I didn't have a good week in
1: fantasy, and I'm going to blame someone, so I
0: blame on No one cares about your fantasy team, though. But good. no. Okay, anyways, um, so the Rams, they're well-rested, but they have a rogue game. Against the Lions, and maybe the the Rams might take them for granted. I, I don't think they will, but uh, you have the Rams favored by nine and a half points, and a pretty high over under at fifty five points because I know that both teams can certainly air it out. Um, Matthew Stafford at home indoors. Uh, what say you to this, Tom? I think I think this is going to be a statement game for for
1: the Rams. I think this is the game where the Rams, they put their foot in the ground and they say, and they're telling, they're going to tell the NFL world like, yo, we are serious. Refresh. We have full squad. We have coming off a great win at home and we're going to come to the East Coast and we're going to show you guys what's up.
0: Hmm. How do you think, a, how do you think Akeem Keep is going to do. Do you think their, their defense is going to be dramatically better? Because let's be honest. Um, their defense hasn't been too hot lately, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. I I mean, I think he's going to come back. He may have a few mis missteps, but I mean, that's kind of expected for him to to get back into to game mode, but I mean, he's a vet. Like he knows what to expect. He's he's been prepping his body for this day, so I think he's going to be just fine.
0: Okay. So, I mean, having said that, This is week 13. Um, I mean, I don't have too much to say about this game because I, I feel like the Rams are the much better team. So let's go ahead and kind of circle back on the question uh, earlier because I was r- really impressed with Jared Goff's performance on Monday Night Football. So, I mean, out of this team, who, uh, I answered Gurley last time, you said Goff this time. Um, who is the MVP? Of the team, is it did golf? He,
1: we didn't even talk about that game, did
0: we? We didn't talk about We talked about the game uh, briefly last time around, but
1: we're, yes, you're right. I, okay, yeah, so yeah, br- I mean, that game,
0: uh, so MVP, okay, MV, MVP, yeah, MVP for this team, is it golf or is it girly? You said go- golf last time, these two, do you, do you still stand by it,
1: yeah, dude. That's, uh, I mean, okay, if, I, if you look it in perspective, if you were to take one player off the team, if it was golf or girly, who would they hurt with more? I would definitely... I'm still sticking by Jerry Goff. If you have Sean Mannion in the backfield, who in the hell is going to throw the ball? And you, you, Gurley can still run the ball. And he's he's by far their number one offensive
0: weapon. And that's the funny thing, too, because now I'm kind of leaning that direction. The last time we asked this question, the last time we debated, I was a heavy... I was heavily in favor of Gurley, but... After seeing what he did against KC, because here's the thing: Gurley didn't get that many touches that game. They kind of went away from him, and it didn't matter. Yeah, I mean, golf delivered. He didn't need a strong run game. Actually, at, at times, he still did his thing. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Look at it this way, let's let's do this whole analogy real quick. Sorry, listeners have to listen to this, but all right, who's the MVP for the Warriors? Is it is it Steph Curry or is it Kevin Durant? I mean. You know, they're both great players in their own in their own areas of you know, in their own in their own craft. But it's clear, you know, stats show that the Warriors without Steph Curry have far more losses than without Kevin Durant.
0: So you're pretty much saying that Curry is golf and Durant is girly. <laughs> is that what you're telling I am me? I'm not
1: saying that. I am not saying that. I'm just using it as a comparison. How
0: dare you? Whatever, man. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about here? Chris
0: Paul and James Harden. How about you like that? <laughs> All right, well, you know, what, whatever floats your boat. Let's go ahead and get to yeah. the score then. So, Rams, Lions, nine and a half, 55. Actually, nine and a half, 10 points, wh- wh- whatever. Um, but predict the score. Well. Uh, Okay, I think
1: this one's going to be a high-scoring game, too. I'm going to go with Rams, 30, Rams 38. and Woo-hoo! Yeah, I'm going to go Rams 38 and Lions. Are they going to put up points? Are they going to put up points?
0: Indoors, at home, I don't know. Um...
1: Yeah, I'm going to go 31. Let's go 38-31.
0: So the Rams don't cover. Okay, gotcha. All right. Uh, Give me the Rams. Give me the Rams 31. Give me the Lions. Uh, Lions 24. No. Uh, Rams 31, Lions 21. Uh, Marvin Jones is on IR. I mentioned that before. I don't know. I, I feel like their stock as a whole, that franchise is kind of trending downwards. Uh, I just don't see. I just don't see anything schematically where it makes me feel otherwise. There's no other side angles where I can see the Lions really stiffing this out, other than the Rams falling asleep on their opponent. You know.
1: Mhm. For sure. Okay. Uh, I mean, the the Lions they do have a decent pass rush. And their secondary is not the worst. I would say you know they're their top, maybe top fifteen defense in the
0: NFL. Let's see if this Ram secondary with Tlaib Beck can get some takeaways because Stafford can certainly do that very well. Uh,
1: and I want—I also do want to point out uh, Golden Tate. List Lions is a significant difference in I
0: mean, the offense. I mean, this Lions team. Did you see Thanksgiving against the Bears? Terrible. 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 So, speaking of terrible, up. Uh, Cardinals got their asses handed at L.A., Chargers, but uh, I don't know where they were actually playing. I don't not, even know it's a true home field advantage because it was kind of a half-empty stadium, but the Chargers won 45-10 at L.A., at Carson. Uh, and, yeah, it doesn't get any better for them because they play at Lambeau Field, against the Packers, who just lost to the Vikings. But yeah, the Packers are favored by 14. That's two touchdowns. They're favored by 14 over under 44.5. And And mind you, the Cardinals' defense allowed Phillip Rivers of the Chargers to go for a record of 25 consecutive passing completions. Uh, The previous record, I believe, was 23, 22. And that was surpassed this past week. Uh, what are your initial thoughts about this game?
1: Um, crazy, man. Dude, Phil Rivers. Uh, would, he just. Uh, that was pretty amazing to, to, to watch, it, if you ask me. 20, 25 completed passes in a row. It that was that's
0: a clinic. Right. That's what it was. It was a clinic.
1: Yeah, yeah seriously. It was, uh, you know, just all, all, all the teachers. You know, if you have a son that's a quarterback playing uh, you know playing in middle school or high school and he wants to see you know what I'm not saying that Phil Rivers is a I don't know okay I might have to talk about this I hate to go here but Phil Rivers and the elite quarterback is he in that tier one
0: I mean you know let's just say this uh, if, if they were in the playoffs which they are slated to do the number five seed number six seed or or whatever uh they're a very tough team they're a very tough team right now they're rounding up very nicely because out of all the quarterbacks right now jerry goff patrick mahomes whatever like he's he's a grizzled veteran that has not gotten his due yet for whatever reason actually i know why but uh for whatever reason the chargers have failed to push their team to the next level but it has this eerie feeling like this is kind of third year because I believe that everything collectively they have the pass rushing Joey Bosa had two sacks in his second game back he had two sacks against the Cardinals uh, they have Melvin Ingram their other pass rusher Melvin Gordon by the way got hurt he he injured his MCL this this game which was, was kind of pointless for him to be in the field at that point in time of the game but from what I understand he's supposed to be back by playoff time if they make the playoffs Uh, And yeah, their receivers, Keenan Allen, Tyrell Williams, Mike Williams. I mean, yeah, it's not a bad group. Travis Benjamin as well. Uh, I kind of view the Chargers in the same light as the Seahawks, meaning that they have, sure, they have their share of flaws, but I would not want to play them in the playoffs. I would not want to play this team. Do you think uh, Phil Rivers
1: doesn't get his respect because he has like 18 kids? And he commutes from San Diego to L.A. every single game. <laughs> I don't know. That's one of those questions. Well, always, it's like a little cloud looming over his
0: head. That was never in consideration for myself personally. But, uh, you know, I was thinking more so the wins and losses. But, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of kids. It's a lot of kids, Hobie. <laughs> <laughs> South- um, yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, yeah. Cardinals, they just didn't have
0: a, they just didn't have a solid game, and they did, they just, looked, they look rattled the whole game. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I don't think it's gonna get any easier at Lambeau Field. Aaron Rodgers, he's regressed a little bit this this season. He didn't do so hot on Sunday night football against the Vikings. Kind of a must-win game for them, but. Yeah, I, I just don't see that this Cardinals team doing any, any better. Um, yeah, any, I agree. Just any initial thoughts about this game? I I'm, I'm kind of pulling teeth right now about this matchup.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, what time is the game? This
1: is it game? like An afternoon or a night
0: game. Uh nope it's um it's a morning game for us 10 a m Pacific Standard Time. So
1: it's an afternoon game for them. Yeah. Uh. Uh. I, I yeah. I really don't know. It's just one of those like. Barely watchable game. It might not even
0: be watchable. If Green yeah, if Green I, Bay sets out to do what they're supposed to do, I think that uh, they have a good chance of covering the spread. Given you know, I know they the game, they, they struggled against the Vikings, but the Cardinals are not the Vikings.
1: Is this a game where like everyone's like, "See, I told you so about Aaron Rodgers. I knew he's he's still good." Is it? Is it? I feel like this is one of those games.
0: Aaron Rodgers is certainly due for that type of game because the last couple of weeks hasn't been so hot for him. He looks a little, body language-wise, against the Vikings, he had a little bit of Jay Cutler in him, a little bit of a discouragement. So maybe he bounces back against the Cardinals, you know? Yeah,
1: I guess the, I could definitely see that.
0: Yeah, so... Tough, tough, tough road game for Josh Rosen. I think he'll be very much better from the experience, but... Yeah. Uh, it's, oh, and what?
1: The, what is the temperature? I think during around, around this time it's uh, pretty frigid in in Lambo.
0: Yeah, it's not in Glendale. I'll tell you that they're not in Glendale, Arizona. It's a little, it's a little nipply. All
1: right. What's the spread again?
0: Fourteen over under forty four and a half.
1: Jeez, fourteen two touchdowns. I think that's way too much. Okay. To be honest. All right. The- I, I don't. Green Bay hasn't showed enough where they could. They could, you
0: know, speed by a team like that. That's just me. I mean, this uh, is this is the Cardinals that are coming off a forty-five ten loss.
1: I I understand. So the understand. the Cardinals had
0: they were up ten zero and then they allowed forty-five unanswered points to the Chargers. Maybe that's why it's at the fourteen spread. Yeah,
1: I get that. Okay. Um, I guess we're good.
0: we're talking about final score
1: now. I think uh twenty eight twenty eight uh.
0: 28 17 sounds like no nah, I already did that no nah, it doesn't sound good let's go 30 32 32 15 5 field goals nice okay uh, alright let me go ahead I'll give Green Bay give me Green Bay uh, give me Green Bay 27 give me Arizona 10 cool yeah it would just be a one a beans! Oh, hey,
1: Phil Dawson's on the IR. Poor guy. Long live the Niners. In the league. He's still holding it
0: down, right? Yeah, your favorite Niners are, are Cardinals. Just kind of like uh, some of your favorite Niners are Redskins right now. Oh. Alex Smith, Derek Smith, uh, Ruben Foster. Oh, poor Alex Smith. Ruben Foster, good, right. yeah. So, um, Jim uh, Jim Tom is also on the. Redskins oh yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. So all, all the all the hot hits. T up. I appreciate your time. Uh, I hope for better days ahead for the Niners, but uh, there's some pretty exciting things going on in the NFC West. Things have changed, but at the same time, things have not because you still have the Rams, firmly ahead a ten and one, and then. A little bit of uh, spice from the Seahawks, but not much else to say about this division. So, Here, yeah. Oh, Steph Curry's coming back on Thursday, Toronto. It's the Raptors. That's right. That's right. Steph God,
1: we're so, ready. We're ready.
0: So to my followers, Till next time, continue to follow the pod. Also, Instagram, at Just the West. Twitter, at Just the West. Also, the blog, www.justthewest.com. All right, tee up.
1: We out here. Later. Peace.